is the gospel of the kingdom our gospel for today. Hi everyone, my name is Francis Simeon and this is the Pauline Fellowship Bible Study. Today we're going to be talking about the gospel of the kingdom. First of all, though, I would like to wish everyone a happy new year. Uh, it's 2022 and uh, of course that brings us closer to um, the catching away. And so I hope everyone that you have a wonderful, wonderful year. Um, I know that the past couple of years have been challenging and um, it's, you know, COVID, pandemic work and stuff like that. However, um, you know, that's not what we measure our year. And as as uh, members of the body, body of Christ, we're supposed to definitely set our affections on things above and not things on this world. So we're going to be talking about the gospel of the kingdom, but first, before we continue, I hope that you uh, subscribe to our uh, uh, YouTube um, channel, Pauline Fellowship, and not just subscribe, but make sure you hit that button, hit that bell, so whenever, uh, whenever a new video drops, it'll let you know. All right, let's keep going. Uh, the gospel of the kingdom. Here's just a brief outline of what we're going to be talking about. First of all, we're going to talk about the timeline. Um, there's a lot of stuff to cover, but because of limited time, of course, we're not going to be talking about all of them. Um, we're going to be talking about the timeline of the gospel of the kingdom, the speakers, meaning who are the ones that preach the gospel of the kingdom, the audience, who is it meant for, um, uh, content and of course the relevant we always try to answer the question towards the end why is this important for us why do i need to, to even think about this or study this subject um all right so let's go on ahead and talk about the timeline right so let's look at first and foremost luke chapter number four verse number 18 the bible says the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he had anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. As you can see, I highlighted the word the gospel. He had sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty, liberty excuse me, them that are bruised. Um, and this, it is actually, if you read the context, this is the Lord Jesus Christ reading uh, the scriptures in the book of Luke, chapter number four, but he was reading from um, scriptures in Isaiah. So we go over there, uh, what the direct quotation is. Isaiah chapter number 61, verse number one. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord had anointed me to preach. And as you can see, it's also highlighted because the word gospel is substituted, or sorry, yeah, exactly. The word gospel is substituted uh, from the words uh, from the words good tidings unto the meek. He had sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. So, um, from this we learn a, f a couple of things. The first one that we learn is the word gospel is defined by the King James Bible as good tidings or good news. 
So it is a very generic term, which brings me to point number two. Not all good news in the Bible are the same. It depends on the context. It depends on the content. Who's speaking? Who are they speaking to? And so, so these are things that one must consider to identify whether these things are the same or not. Okay. Um, number three, since the gospel of the kingdom is prophesied in Isaiah, it was written in the book of Isaiah, therefore it is not part of Paul's gospel during the mystery program. And so we'll talk about this some more later on. All right. Um, speaking of the timeline, Luke chapter number 16, verse 16 says, The law and the prophets, we talked about this during our last, uh, last Bible study two weeks ago. The law and the prophets were until John. Since that time, since the time of John the Baptist, since that time, the kingdom of God is preached. And every man press it into it. So we have an idea of the timeline of, uh, of when the gospel of the kingdom is preached. Okay. So going back to our, um, our basic timeline over here. So we can see that uh, John the Baptist, uh, right in the left side of the, uh, of the red icon over here, which is representative of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's John the Baptist. The Lord Jesus Christ is the red, the one in the red. And then Peter and the 11 or the 12 apostles. Uh, before John the Baptist, guess what was being preached according to the Bible? It was the law, law and the prophets. That was the message that God has given to uh, his people during that time. And then from John the Baptist, from John the Baptist up, the, the message being preached is the gospel of the kingdom. Okay? And so we know that after the cross, the gospel of the kingdom has uh, uh, a little bit of uh, different variation or component added to it, which is the gospel of God, uh, meaning before the cross, it was repent, I'll talk about a little, a little bit about the context. Before the cross, it was repent for the kingdom of, uh, of heaven is at hand. After the cross, it's repent because you crucified your Messiah. Okay? And then, of course, the transition until it was purely Paul's gospel of grace. And then after the catching away, after the rapture, we will have the gospel of the kingdom preached again during the tribulation. Now, this area over here, the gospel of the kingdom being preached in the tribulation, and the gospel of the kingdom plus the gospel of God, we will talk about that some other time, okay? In the next few weeks here. Right now, we'd like to focus on the gospel of the kingdom right here. So bear with me for a second, for a little bit, okay? So... That's the timeline, the basic timeline. And like I said, don't worry. We'll talk about those other things here after the cross um, in a few weeks' time. So number two, let's go to the speaker or the preachers who preached the gospel of the kingdom. The Bible says in Matthew chapter number 3, verses 1 and 2, 
In those days came John the Baptist. So number one, who preached it, John the Baptist. And as we saw earlier, from John forward, we have them, the preaching or the message being preached or being dispensed during that time is called the gospel of the kingdom. So the number one speaker or preacher is John the Baptist. Preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, repent ye for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Okay, so number one is John the Baptist. Uh, notice the verses, okay, um, because we're going to talk about the content later on, and that's where we're going to spend a lot of time. Okay, number two, Matthew chapter number four, verse 23, and Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and notice, healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. Okay? Guess what John the Baptist is known for? Baptizing. And guess what Jesus Christ did while he was preaching the gospel of the kingdom? He was healing all manner of sickness, all manner of disease among the people. And I kind of just want you to make a, a note of that in your somewhere in the back of your head for now, okay? Because we will discuss the relevance of that later on. So we have the speakers, the preachers. Number one, we have Jesus. Before the cross, we have Jesus. Or sorry, John the Baptist. Number two, we have Jesus. And then number three is found in Luke chapter 9, verses 1 to 2. Then he called his, what, 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. Notice, okay? what is associated with preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. So number one, we have, who are the preachers? Number one, we have John the Baptist. Number two, we have Jesus. Number three, we have the 12 disciples. Notice that our apostle, the apostle Paul, did not preach the gospel of the kingdom. Our apostle, the apostle Paul, did not preach the gospel of the kingdom. Well, what about right after? What about right after he, when he was, uh, when he was saved in Acts chapter number nine? Didn't he preach the gospel of the kingdom? He preached that Jesus is the Christ, and that's called the gospel of God, as defined in Romans chapter number one. We'll talk about that some other time. All right. So uh, notice that the preachers of the gospel of the kingdom and the preacher of our gospel is different and things that are different are not the same why are we doing this before we move forward uh the goal of this bible study is to differentiate the characteristics or to, to to look deep into the characteristics of the gospel of the kingdom to try to differentiate to, to try to identify if this is the same as our gospel. Is this the gospel that saves us now or not? Is this the same as the gospel of the Apostle Paul or not? Okay. Um, but as we can see, the Apostle Paul did not preach the gospel of the kingdom. Okay. So we talk about the timeline. We talk about the speaker. Now let's go to the audience. Right. So this is pretty quick. Who was... Who was, uh, was John the Baptist and the Lord Jesus Christ and the 12 disciples um, preaching to? 
Well, Matthew chapter number 10, verse 5 to 6 says, These twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the who? The Gentiles. And into any city of the Samaritans enter ye not, but go rather to whom? The lost sheep of the house of Israel. Now I know perfectly that right between the book of Malachi and the book of Matthew, there's a little page that says the New Testament in your Bible, okay? But dispensationally speaking, if you read the book of Hebrews chapter number 9, the New Testament does not start okay, until the cross, until the death of the testator. Okay? Now, um, I, I don't want to go deep into that. I said all that to say that when you're reading Matthew before the cross, when you're reading Mark before the cross, when you're reading Luke before the cross, and when you're reading John before the cross, you're reading about a group of people who are the Jews, who are followers of the law. Okay? And that's the reason why we'll, we'll, we'll find out later on that when, uh, in Acts chapter number 10, when Peter was sent into the house of the Gentiles, he had to have a vision three times because in his, in his, um, in his mind, in his, um, in his very being, he knows that the law prohibits them from intermingling with Gentiles. And so he had to have a vision three times that, hey, you know, what God has called clean, don't call unclean, right? But suffice it to say that before the cross, when you were reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John before the cross, you are, remember the rule, sorry, remember the rule that we talked about uh, last Bible study? Uh, the prevailing conditions during that time before the cross is that God was dealing still with a group of people, the Jews, the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And, um, and a lot of people think that, well, no, he was dealing with, you know, with everyone and those who believe him those who believe him during his earthly ministry become what constitutes the church, which is the body of Christ. No, that's wrong because the ones who believe him during that time, and I'll show you later on, is a group called the little flock. Okay, so anyway, uh, moving forward, suffice it to say that the audience is the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Okay. So we've talked about the timeline. We've talked about the speaker. We've talked about the audience. Now let's talk about the context because this is where we're going to dwell uh, or spend our, our time on the most. The content. What is the gospel of the kingdom talking about? Now, a lot of Christians will say, I've heard a lot, I've heard a lot of people who's, who've been in church more than I've been alive. They'd say, uh, 
the gospel the gospel in the kingdom of the kingdom the gospels that they are preaching uh, that they preached before the cross and our gospel for today they are one in this and the same are they well let's look at the context let's look at what the bible has to say okay the you know initially what the context or content sorry of the gospel of the kingdom is found in mark chapter number one verse 14 and 15 now after that john was put in uh, sorry now after that john was put in prison jesus came into galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of god and saying what's what's the content the time is fulfilled okay not will be fulfilled the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of god is at hand meaning it's something that you know if i say something is at hand that means my hand can reach it it's close it's about to happen the time is fulfilled repent ye and believe the gospel so so uh the content is the kingdom of god is at hand repent okay as we can see in acts chapter number 19 verse 4 what about why is why are we going all the way to acts chapter number 19 verse 4 because acts chapter 19 verse 4 describes or defines what kind of baptism why what baptism john the baptist did okay the bible says in acts chapter 19 verse number four then said paul john verily baptized with the baptism of repentance saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him that is on christ jesus now i'm not going to go all the way over there but in john chapter number one when the scribes and the Pharisees ask him, why do, why are you baptizing? Why do you baptize? Well, actually, if you read the context and, and the text, G John does not answer until the next day when the Lord Jesus Christ actually is baptized because he says, I, I did not know him, but uh, that he might be ma made manifest. I, I know I'm paraphrasing, so please, I beg your pardon. And he may be made manifest. Uh, there, this is why I'm baptizing is essentially what I'm, what he's trying to say. So, what the baptism of John, it does not have to do with being part, you know, being part of a member of anything, being a member of anything. Okay, the baptism of John is to is is for you know, if for people to repent. Let me say that again. Let me let me let me back up a little bit and say this. The baptism of John is the baptism of repentance so that they can believe that Jesus is the Christ. Okay? Is it important during that time that, to believe that Jesus is the Christ? Well, John chapter number 8 verse 24 says so. The Bible says, "I said therefore unto you that ye shall die in your sins. For if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. Okay? So, when we're talking about the content of the gospel of the kingdom, and keep it in your mind and pay it close attention because we want to differentiate this from our gospel. What is the content of the gospel of the kingdom? And what is the content of our gospel? Our gospel 
as defined in John chapter number, or sorry, 1 Corinthians chapter number 15, verse 1 to 4, is the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. The gospel of the kingdom, the content, and by the way, the, the response to it, by the way, sorry, backing up, the response to it back, uh, in for our gospel is that we need to believe. Uh, the content of the gospel of the kingdom, however, repent and believe that Jesus is the Christ because the kingdom is at hand. It's about to come. It's about to happen. The response is be baptized and endure. <gasps> Uh-oh. Uh-oh, I actually have some, some, uh, some uh, sound effects over here. <laughs> Uh-oh, wait a second, Brother Francis, are you trying to say that there's works included in uh, the gospel of the kingdom? Well, actually, I'm glad you asked. Thank you for asking. Um... Because to prove your faith or to manifest your faith, there are things that you need to do. Number one, you got to be baptized. Of course, during this time, they were also still following the law. So they still have to endure and follow the law. Okay. Right now, during our time, we don't need to do that anymore okay please don't um, please don't misunderstand during the time of the gospel of the kingdom they needed to prove or to manifest their faith to show their faith by doing works that is during the gospel of the kingdom now, during our time, we don't need to do anything. Regardless, even if it was a work of righteousness, we don't need to do anything. No matter how good or how well-intentioned it is, we don't need to do anything. Okay? All we need to do is believe. Back then, again, just so people don't, uh, make a mistake about it or don't get confused. Back then, you have to show your faith. You have to manifest or prove your faith by being baptized and enduring. Okay, Brother Francis, do you have verses for that? I don't, but the Bible has. Woohoo! <laughs> All right, so Mark chapter number one, verse number four, right? John did baptize. John, sorry, John did baptize in the wilderness and preached the baptism of repentance for what? For the remission of sin. Well, Brother Francis, what if they just believed but did not add any works, did not get baptized? What if they did that? Well, Luke chapter number 7, verse 29 to 30, has a, the perfect answer uh, to that question. The Bible says in Luke chapter number 7, And all the people that heard him and the publicans justified God being baptized with the baptism of John. 
But the Pharisees and lawyers rejected the counsel of God against themselves. Why? Why? How are, you know, why, like, why does it say they rejected the gospel of God? The next statement is the answer. Being not baptized of him. So, if you say, yeah, I believe, and then John the Baptist says, well, then you got to be baptized. That's that's you repenting, and that's your sins are you know for your repent for your remission of your sins. And and you say to John the Baptist during that time, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll just sit over here. It's enough that I'm just here in the back of the uh the congregation. I'll just listen. I'll give money. I'll support. I believe. I just won't get baptized. Well, if you did that, that means you're rejecting the counsel of God. And during that time, that means you are rejecting the gospel of the kingdom. Again, today, you do not have to be water baptized to be saved. We'll talk about that some more later. You do not have to do anything to be saved. Praise God. But back then, it was a requirement. What about endurance, Brother Francis? Matthew chapter number 24, verse 13 says, But he that endure unto the end the same shall be saved but he that endure unto the end the same shall be saved so we cannot we cannot uh we cannot take that away the elements of works away from the gospel of the kingdom brother francis are you you know that's that's just blasphemy and i've heard a lot a lot of preachers say and a lot of a lot of christians say that's we, we just can't believe that. My my question bear with me a little bit with my folly. Right? Now I understand. Now it's the Bible teaches for our time right now. You do not need to work. You do not need to do any good work to be saved. All you have to do is believe, right? If I am wrong about the by about about uh, the people who lived during the gospel of the kingdom having to manifest their faith by performing these works. If I am wrong, guess what? I'm still saved. Praise God. If I am right, guess what? I'm still saved today. Praise God. Hey, did you get that? My point in saying that is this. Why are you so worried about how the people back during the gospel of the kingdom got saved or not? Just let the Bible say what it, it says and you're good. That's the safest way. Just let the Bible say what it says and you don't have to do any mental um, you know, acrobatics or massaging the text to let it say what you, what you want it to mean or what you want it to say, and you're good to go. Just let the Bible speak for itself. Amen. Whether we like it or not, there's always that. They needed to manifest their faith by doing those works. Again, now we don't have to 
but back then they did. Okay, that's part of the con. That's part of the con. Or sorry, that's the content of the gospel of the kingdom. Well, the next most logical question is: If we're talking about the gospel of the kingdom, there's a gospel, or sorry, there's the kingdom that is at hand. The time has been fulfilled. The king, the go- the kingdom is at hand. The next most logical question then would be: What kind of kingdom? What kind of kingdom, Brother Francis? Well, the Bible has the answer to that. Exodus chapter number 19, verse 6. And this was, you know, the same kingdom, um, the same uh, dominion, the same kingdom promised all the way from the Old Testament to the nation of Israel, uh, starting from Adam, starting from, uh, or sorry, not from Adam, starting from Abraham, starting from from all the way to David, all the way, all throughout the Old Old Testament, right? When um, God's promised them a kingdom. Um, when I say the Old Testament, I'm talking about when God started to deal with the nation of Israel. Well, what kind of kingdom did He promise them? Exodus chapter 19, verse six: "And ye shall be unto me a kingdom of what? Of priests, and an holy nation." These are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. So what kind of kingdom? A kingdom of priests. Later on in the book of Peter, 1 Peter chapter number 2, verse number 9, it says, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal what? priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the, of course, uh, the praises of him. Sorry, that was God. Who had called you out of darkness into this mar- marvelous light? Uh, so it's a kingdom of priests. But what happens before somebody is chosen to be a priest? Exodus chapter number twenty-nine, verse four says, "And Aaron and his sons, thou shalt bring unto the door of the tabernacle and of the congregation, and shalt wash." them with water okay it is important for somebody to be a priest that they should be washed with water okay not only that well we're not gonna we're not going to run all the references but they also have to be anointed and more than that leviticus chapter number 21 verse 17 says Speak unto Aaron, saying, Whosoever he be of thy seed in their generations, that watch it, that hath any blemish, let him not approach to offer the bread of his God. So during the time of Moses and Aaron, when they were establishing the priesthood, nobody that had any physical ailments if you if you read the context of Leviticus 21 uh, it'll tell you you know if you're blind if you're maimed if you're lame if you have some injury you cannot be part of the priesthood and once you are selected and seen to be a perfect physical um, in a perfect physical capacity, then you are still washed and cleansed. Does that sound, does that make a connection at all? 
This is why the gospel of the kingdom is always associated with baptism and healing. Uh, Jesus or the preacher, John the Baptist, Jesus Christ and the apostle says, hey, repent, be baptized and believe that Jesus is the Christ. Why? Because the, the time is fulfilled. The kingdom is at hand. What kind of kingdom is this? This is the kingdom of priests. So you have to be baptized just like the priests needed to be washed during that time. And if you guys have any ailments, if you guys have any sicknesses or any manner of diseases, guess what? I am going to heal you so you can be the proper candidates to be priests. That is why baptism and healing is always associated with the gospel of the kingdom. Now, see, Christians, and I made this mistake too before, I will be the first to admit. When we read into the New Testament, we always think of, man, Jesus just wants to prove to them his power. Jesus just wants to show them his love. Oh, he's just so he's just so nice and kind. And he just wants to show them what he could do and that he was God and things like that. But there's got to be a reason behind all of what the Lord God who created the heaven and earth. There's got to be a reason behind what he's doing besides trying to make people laugh and cry. He was he came to set up a kingdom of priests. And guess what? People needed to be washed to be priests. He came to be to, or to set up the kingdom of priests. And guess what? People who have ailments cannot be priests. So he came healing them. That's why they're always associating each other. Now, as you can see, is this the same thing that we do right now? Are we? Right now, the body of Christ, are we looking for a literal earthly kingdom of priests? No, we're looking up. We're looking to be uh, taken out of here, caught out, caught up out of here. Okay. Anyway, moving forward. So we talked about the timeline. We talked about the speaker. We talked about the audience. We talked about the content. Now, Brother Francis, why is this important? Why do we even talk about this? Because of all that we've talked about earlier, we find out, we realize, and I hope that you do, the gospel of the kingdom is not the same as our gospel. The gospel of the kingdom is not the same as our gospel. It's got to be the same, Brother Francis. Well, let's look at the verses still, if you're not convinced. Jesus Christ tried to con tried to tell, not convince, I'm sorry, tried to tell the apostles, starting with Peter. This also happened in the book of Luke. Okay? Jesus tried to tell the apostles that he was going to die, to be essentially be buried and rise again the third day. Where was he going to rise from if he was not buried, right? Excuse me. So in Matthew chapter number 16, verse 21 to 22, it says, the Bible says, from that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. 
Then Peter said, well, great, Lord, I'm going to call Brother Peter, or sorry, Brother Paul, so he can write this in the book of Corinthians. Nope. Did Peter say, well, that's, that's what we need to believe anyway, Lord, so we can be saved? Is that what he said? No. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. If the gospel of the kingdom is the same as our kingdom, therefore the preacher should at least understand it, but they did not. Right? In Luke chapter number 18, I talked about this earlier, the Bible says, and they shall say, this is still the Lord Jesus Christ talking to the disciples, saying what was going to happen to him. And they, he said, and they shall scourge him and put him to death. And the third day he shall rise again. And they understood none of these things. And this saying was, what? Hid from them. Neither knew they the things which were spoken. Okay. These, this saying was hid from them. If the gospel of the kingdom is the same as our gospel, which is the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, they would have understood it. It wouldn't have been hid from them. But as you can see, it is. Why? Because they are not one and the same. As a matter of fact, if you see, you remember, um, remember when the Lord Jesus Christ was resurrected, uh, and they were the disciples were in a room. Uh, if you read the book of John, the the door was shut, was locked, was closed, and it said that the Lord Jesus Christ just came and uh, appeared. In the midst of them, uh, I say that to say this. I mean, I say, I well, let me let me uh, uh, back up a little bit. My little boy Bergie, he has a little book about Easter. Um, you know, it's got all its cute cartoons and stuff. I think it was from Walmart, and I know, I I know that the little children's books are not necessarily the source of uh, of um, sound theology, sound doctrine, you know what I mean, or rightly divided doctrine. Um, of course, sure, but it it was it came from uh, one of our our relatives, and we were thankful for it. But I because I've read it uh, uh, many times to him. I've I've uh, memorized some of it. But there's this one page that says, "The disciples surely shouted." when they saw the empty tomb. And if a peacock would have been there, it would have spread his plume. Of course, you know, children's books should be full of animals and rhyming words and stuff like that. You know, nothing against the, the book or the writer of the book. It's just, I'm just saying, that's not the source of sound doctrine or uh, rightly divided doctrine. But if you think about it, the disciples were not super excited. They were not super, uh, uh, super. They did not say, hooray, the Lord Jesus Christ is resurrected. That completes the gospel, his death, burial, and resurrection. Matter of fact, if you read in, like I said, that story where they were in the room, the Lord Jesus Christ himself said, hey, why are you troubled? 
they could not have understood the go our gospel, which is his death, burial, and resurrection. Later on, they will. Uh, in, the, in the book of Acts, chapter number 1, the next question that they asked was, Lord, wilt thou restore unto us the kingdom right now? So that's what they were looking for, the kingdom. They did not understand the relevance of his death, burial, and resurrection. It was hid to them, right? In 2 Corinthians chapter number 4, verse number 3, if our gospel, if our gospel be hid to us right now, right? If our gospel, this is for our time right now. We're not talking about their time right back then during the gospel of the kingdom. For us right now, if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. I've talked to a few people. They'd say, are, are you saved? Yes. How do you know? Well, I believe I've asked the Lord Jesus Christ to come into my heart. Well, that that alone should be a, uh, a, a, a you know, a clue for anyone. But I just I would just let them talk. You know, I'd, I'd ask them, is there anything else just to know if there's any other work or any other thing that they would ask that they would add to their belief they'd, they'd say well you know I believe the gospel and then I'd say well what's the gospel what gospel do you believe in well you know the the, the bible what's specifically what's the gospel well you know um, in some some people who are learned in the Philippines everyone is everyone supposed to take uh, good manners and right conduct GMRC and, and uh, you get you get some Bible with that, at least back then, back during my time. I don't know a hundred years later, which is right now. <laughs> but uh, uh, there's also, if you go to private Catholic school, which I did, um, then you also get uh, religion class. And so a lot of people would have some knowledge of what the Bible is. When I, when I ask them, what's the gospel? Well, you know, it's the Bible. What specifically? Well, specifically, it's the gospel of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Well, what specifically is the gospel? I've heard preachers say, well, you know, you don't have to be spe specific. You just need to, you know, you just need to ask the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart. Preachers who have been pastors for a long time, who have big congregations, and they'd say, oh, well, you just have to ask the Lord Jesus Christ. You don't have to do any work. You just have to ask the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart and pray this prayer. And they could not tell me what specifically, what our gospel is. If our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are, lo are lost. Okay? Romans chapter number 16, verse 25. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of, sort of uh, highlighting or, or, um, pointing you to the possessive pronouns here our gospel because it's not talking about the gospel of the kingdom right look at this next verse excuse me uh, Romans 16 verse 25 to 26 now to him that is of power to establish you according to what what's that next word my gospel okay this is who's talking the apostle Paul right so this is not talking about the gospel of the kingdom because he did not preach the gospel of the kingdom. Right? That's why I've meet I've met a lot of churchgoers. I hope they're saved. But back then, their answers are pretty telling. 
because they were they would I've I've uh, I was preaching in a church one time and they said I've been a Christian for a, for a long time since I was a little li a little um, girl she was probably uh, mid sixties uh, uh, nice kind wonderful uh, lady she said but brother Francis I just can't seem to shake the doubt once in a while especially when I I watch the news you know I like to say I like to say that that uh that that everything will be great god is still on the throne you know you know the the the, the whole um the talk if you will and he's, she said that god is still on the throne so i should not be worried about what's going on with this world but but sometimes when everything's just bad sometimes there's just this you know, am I really saved? Well, I said uh, the next thing I asked you, little sister, did the or, or, or ma'am, did you? Can I ask you what? What do you believe in? What did you put your trust on? Why are? How can you say that you're saved? Well, she said the first thing. What she said was, well, I asked Jesus Christ to come into my heart and pray the sinner's prayer. That alone should be telling. See. So, we cannot be established, we cannot be stable at all unless it is on the gospel, according to the gospel that the Apostle Paul preached. That's the correct one for us. If you're trying to be stable because of the gospel of the kingdom, then you won't be stable at all. Okay? Because the gospel of the kingdom requires that you manifest your faith by doing you know by doing such and such by 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 doing baptism and enduring and things like that but that's not for us right now now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ watch it the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery see if People who mix their gospel with the gospel of the kingdom. People who pinpoint the beginning of their church during the time of the gospel of the kingdom tend to preach Jesus Christ while he, Jesus Christ in the flesh, while he was still in the flesh. When you preach Paul's gospel, when you preach the gospel of grace, you understand that the preaching of the Lord Jesus Christ is not, well, I'm not saying, sorry, pardon me, I'm not saying we disregard the, uh, you know, the, the books of the Bible before the cross. We certainly can learn a lot of it. I'm just saying that the Bible says in Romans 16, verse 25 to 26, that we ought to preach the Lord Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery revealed to Paul. This was kept secret since the world began, but now is made manifest. And by the scriptures of the prophets, according to the commandment of the everlasting God, made known to all nations for the obedience of faith. Deep, deep subject to talk about in another time. But I'm just saying that our gospel is not the gospel of the kingdom. And finally, 
in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1 to 4. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which, what? Which, which John the Baptist preached unto you? No. It's not even the gospel which Jesus preached unto you when he was on earth, right? It's not even the gospel that Peter preached unto you. It's not even the gospel that any of the disciples preached unto you. Certainly not Judas. Uh-huh. The gospel which I preach unto you, which also ye have received and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preach unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For the, I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I received, how that repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Is that what it says? No. How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Our gospel does not need works to prove our faith. First one, the gospel of the kingdom and the gospel, our gospel is not the same. Why is this relevant? Because that because of that, number one. Number two, because our gospel does not need works to prove our faith. Ephesians 1.13. This is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. Ephesians 1.13 says, In whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye were baptized, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Is that what it says? No. In whom also after ye endure, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Is that what it says? No. In whom also after that ye believed, you were sealed. Right smack when ye believed, you were sealed. There's this hymn called Heaven Came Down and Glory Filled My Soul, John W. Peterson. There's this one part of this hymn kind of just stuck to me. And it says, quote, And the transaction so quickly was made when as a sinner I came. Took of the offer of grace he did proffer. He saved me, oh, praise his dear name. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to wait or do anything to get that uh, sealing of the Holy Ghost. And you can't break that sealing of the Holy Ghost, are you? Because you're not stronger than God. I can't break that. I'm not stronger than God. Right smack. In Spanish, in Tagalog, ahora mismo. Right then, instantaneously, when you believe, the transaction so quickly was made. Amen. 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 Our gospel number three, number one, why is this relevant? Number one, because our gospel and the gospel of the kingdom are not one and the same. Number two, because um, our gospel gospel does not require works to manifest or to show, to prove our faith. And number three, last but not the least, our gospel is not connected with the physical and material gain that the gospel of the kingdom is connected with. Again, our gospel is not connected with the physical and material gain that the gospel of the kingdom is connected with. All throughout, since the beginning, since the time of Abraham, all throughout, when, uh, when God, God's people obeyed, they were promised physical blessings, uh, material blessings, Right? 
And because a lot of people, a lot of churches do not rightly divide the word of truth. Have you heard? I mean, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure you know that song. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all this, these things shall be added unto you. Of course, I know the context that it's talking about in Matthew 6, 31, 32. It's talking about what to eat and, you know, to what, what we're to be clothed with. And the Bible says specifically, literally, to those people, the, the nation of Israel, hey, listen, seek first the kingdom of God and, then all, and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. In our time, Paul says, if you don't eat, if you don't work, you don't eat. So there's a difference there. But see, a lot of Christians come back to this verse and spiritualize this verse. I'm not saying this verse is wrong. It's just the applic application, uh, the wrong application of of uh, Christians today that are supposed to be, who are supposed to be uh, heavenly minded. That I question. They come back to this verse and take it the wrong way. Hey, if I tithe, God's going to bless me with a bigger house and a nicer car, a nicer job. My health is going to be awesome. If I do this, if I'm faithful, then God's going to give me all these material blessings. If I send a check worth $50 and Brother Joel will, 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 you know, will bless me or whatever. If and then, if and then. Really? That does not sound like the dispensation of grace if there's a lot of condition for you to be blessed. And that's why you hear a lot of preachers, a lot of Christians saying, we are kingdom builders. We ought to be in the business of the kingdom. We ought, we're, we're, we, we, we're preaching the kingdom. You don't know what you're talking about. You need to rightly divide the word of truth. We, the body of Christ, according to Ephesians chapter number 1, verse 3, are blessed with all spiritual blessings. The Bible says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed, who hath blessed. The access was given past, past tense, but hath blessed. That means it's, it's, it's there. It's, it's going. It's continuous. Continual. I don't know. I'm like, I guess I'm making up words or whatever. Um, who had blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. It's not some spiritual blessings. It's all spiritual blessings. You have it. I have it. Once we got saved and the transaction so quickly was made, right there and then you're sealed and you're blessed with all spiritual blessings. See, the problem with carnal, materialistic Christians are that is that, yeah, what good is that to me right now? It's not, I can't hold it. I can't see it. I can't brag about it with my work, my co-workers and my, my, my classmates and my friends. Why? Because it's spiritual blessings to begin with, A. Number two, it's in heavenly places. It's not here. And that's why if you are risen with Christ, set your affections on things above and not things on this world. So that's the gospel of the kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you uh, 
you learn. Uh, things that are different are not the same. My pastor used to say this before. He wrote a book called uh, Things That Are Different Are Not the Same. Um, before I go, again, I'd like to say uh, Happy New Year to everyone. Please don't forget to like and subscribe on our YouTube. Also, uh, please don't forget to subscribe on uh, or follow us on uh, Apple, Spotify, uh Wherever you get your 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 uh, your podcast, it's called our podcast is called the uh, the Workman on the Shame. You can also find us in Facebook and Instagram, um, the Pauline Fellowship. Okay. Uh, Till next time. Again, this is Brother Francis Simeon. God bless everyone.